Welcome to the Self-Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. Welcome back to the Self-Love Breakfast Club. And speaking of self-love, we did not have a Self-Love Sunday episode this last week because it was about self-love for me. I needed to take care of myself and I had a really emotional weekend, a really rough weekend. And I was just like, you know what, if I'm scrambling to write out and record something about self-love when it's just not in alignment with me today, then I am defeating the purpose. So I am so sorry if you look forward to Self-Love Sunday. It will be back on this upcoming Sunday. But yeah, just know that I'm a normal human person too. (laughs) And some days I just have to take a week off. So yeah. Lots of exciting stuff coming up. I'm closing the doors to my self-love for life one-on-one programs. That's really cool. That will open again next year. So door shut, done. I am working with a handful of people who are absolutely incredible. I am in the full swing with a few of them and I'm just absolutely loving it. So I'm so pumped that I decided to do this as my first really big program And I've got some other things coming down the pipeline. I should be hosting a webinar here soon, and it will very likely be for other health and wellness professionals. If you're a coach, a nutrition coach, a personal trainer, or, you know, just have like a passion for health and fitness, then this is going to be for you. I don't have a ton of details on that just yet, but I will be posting about that in my Instagram and all of the places. You'll hear about it here, I'm sure. Yeah, been a really fun free webinar for industry professionals or wannabe professionals. So I'm super excited about that. I have a magazine article coming out here soon. I'm excited to share with you. If you have seen my Instagram lately, I am popping off videos all over the place. Lots of fun stuff going on in my world. And if you're interested in what I'm doing, I would love to keep you guys in the loop. So I realize that my reach on Instagram kind of sucks sometimes, you know, I don't always know who I'm reaching and all of that. So I started a text community. I would absolutely love for you to join. You can text the word podcast to 704-270-6577. So yeah, it's super cool. This is just like a really fun way for me to just keep in contact with you guys. Like You can't always reach on Instagram and I can kind of keep you up with what's going on. I can keep you up on new episodes or if I have anything special dropping or even just say hi to you guys. So make sure you text podcast to 704-270-6577. Click the link that you get. And this is really important. Save me as a contact in your phone. So when I text you, you're not like, who the heck is this? (laughs) You will know it's me and we can chat and all of that good stuff, share gifts, (laughs) all of that. So today my guest is so cool. I was actually on her podcast. She's amazing. She's coming out with a book really soon. It's so cool how she has this different take 
on nutrition and all of that. And she kind of like frames it in the dating world. Like it's really cool. So Tony Marinucci is a registered dietitian with a master's degree in nutrition and dietetics from Westchester, New York. She is the business owner of Diet Tips with Tony Marinucci, MS, RD, LLC, who provides online nutrition coaching. She works with busy working women who struggle knowing how to eat to fuel their bodies optimally so they can have the energy and self-confidence to live a life of freedom, freedom from negative thoughts, self-doubt, and what ifs. She uses her social media platforms to end the restrictive diet culture by providing simple strategies to help people commit to healthier living with scientific-based evidence and real-world applications. Application. She recently just gave a TEDx talk and is working on her very first book where she discusses the parallels between dieting, dating, and romantic relationships and how we treat them the same. To learn more about Tony, you can follow her on Instagram and all of that good stuff will be in the show notes. Super excited for today's guest, you guys. She has a different take on an animal we talk about a lot. So <laughs> Tony Marinucci, welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club. Ah, thank you so much for having me here. I just love even just the title of your podcast alone, which is, you know, and I listen to it. So I'm just super excited to be here. So thank you. Thank you. So we like to get things going on with a little initiation we call GGB, which is goals, gratitude, and badassery. So first things first, what are your current goals? My current goals are to go bigger in 2021. Mm -hmm. I held off my speaking career because of COVID and I took the time to write my book. It was a beautiful shift that I changed. So 2021 for me is just to like go big or go home. I feel like I have all the fundamentals of my business in place and now it's just time for me to just like get out there, get my message out there, be on more podcasts, get more into whatever the new version of public speaking is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And just no strings attached. Just go. I love it. Go, (laughs) go, go. And gratitude. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for my health always, particularly during this time where a lot of people might be struggling with their health. I'm grateful that I am healthy and my family is healthy, especially in the cold right now where I'm in New York. So Mm. I love having just a roof over my head. I never take advantage of the very simple things of being able to stay warm and eat food, like the very basic things. I'm very grateful for those. Yeah, love that. And a badassery. So something you've done recently that's pretty badass or that you're really proud of? Probably my TEDx talk. Yeah. So I gave a TEDx talk in the beginning of this year, right before the shutdown everywhere kind of happened, which was ironically really good timing. (laughs) People are doing them online now, but I think the whole energy of just going and giving it in person and having an audience was definitely powerful. So that's probably my highlight of the year. Yeah, that's super badass. I mean, that's a process, right? I mean, I've yeah. a lot of things about it. It's a process. So. Yeah, I put in like 50 applications to all oh over, God. even outside of the United States. I was like, I just needed to get on the YouTube channel. That's all. <laughs> and I just need an audience. I need someone to listen to me. It was a goal of mine since I was interested in being an entrepreneur. So probably like four or five years ago when I kind of oh. like was dabbling in it. That was always a goal of mine. And then... I started applying probably about two years ago and I kept getting all these no's and I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to keep applying until I get a yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love that. Tenacity. (laughs) (laughs) So let's dive right on in. So I'm like a super big nutrition person. I'm actually kind of moving out of nutrition and going more into like the deep internal work. And you are a registered dietitian 
So you have a whole different scope and outlook of things. But I love how you're kind of taking the food body diet world and making it relatable in the sense of dating. (laughs) I used to write about dating and relationships way back when that was like my first blog ever. So my ears perked right up. I was like, yeah, let's hear about that. So talk to me about this concept you have. Yeah. So it came to me a couple years ago, maybe not even that long ago, where I started to notice this pattern I had. And I just kept getting into these relationships where the men were just not good fits for me. I was settling a lot. And I kept dating very similar men. In my TED talk, I say I dated five versions of the same guy, just with a different name and a different face. Like, so me. How many women can relate to that? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, me in the dating world, just I was never looking for the right thing. I never defined what I actually wanted. I just always thought that, you know, I wanted to be loved, which I think we all just want to be loved and accepted, right? Mm. And so then I started, something started clicking in me where, you know, I was helping all of my clients really break up with diet culture and restriction and obsessive thoughts related to their food and exercise and feeling like they have to or need to or should look a certain way or be a certain way. And it kind of dawned on me that at first I would get really frustrated kind of watching all of the clients who before they started working with me or even just like people who followed me on social media doing the next latest and greatest fad diet, not realizing. And it's just another form of extreme restriction. It's just another thing that's really just going to distract them from what they really need to do, which is just embrace healthier living and find balance within their eating habits and all that. And I was getting a little bit frustrated, but then I was also realizing like, wait a minute, who am I to talk about this? I'm a nutrition expert. So of course I understand nutrition. And also I went through my own similar journey that they're going through now when Mm. I was in my teens. And I learned from that, but here I was dating the same men, the same guys, like the different type of guy over and over again and expecting a different outcome and then disappointed with the results. right? Right. And it was like, well, clearly it's because I wasn't learning the lesson I needed to be learning. I needed to define the type of person I wanted to be in a relationship. I needed to find the type of person I wanted in a partner. I needed to also be okay with not needing to be in a relationship to be happy. Like there was Mm. just so many layers. And I started to make the parallels and started recognizing where it all began. And it began in my childhood. I grew up overweight. I was actually a very happy, confident kid. And then there was just getting all these comments about my weight. And it was mm. just like, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I am overweight. Maybe I'm supposed to hate my body. The world hates everyone who's overweight. So I started to internalize these messages. And then I started to associate my weight with my worth. And I think that's how I started ending up in these relationships that didn't really serve me because I talk about it in my book and even in my TED Talk. My first relationship wasn't a bad relationship. It was like actually an okay, decent one. The point is, is that he was the first one to ever give me attention. Mm. The first relationship I ever ended up in. Then it was like three years later. I'm like, wait a minute. Do I even like this? You're like, okay, fine. Yeah. (laughs) How did I get here? You know? So that's like just how this idea came to me, the talk. And then when I did the talk or when I was preparing for the talk, I was like, there's just so many layers. There's just so many parallels. And I was like, it can't just stop the talk. I only had eight minutes. It can't (laughs) stop here. Like I have to write a book literally. And then here I am now, the book's almost done. It's ready to go to edit probably by the end of this year. And this is December recording this. So amazing. yeah, I'm excited. It's going to help people really think and question and, you know, ask questions and 
spend time with themselves and be introspective, which is a huge belief in what I, I believe in, in life, but especially in your nutrition. And then also obviously with relationships is we just got to ask ourselves the right questions and it opens us to where we're supposed to be. I love that parallel though. Cause like I've definitely talked to women about, you hear women being like, men suck and they're all the same. And oh, I keep finding these. And I'm like, but are you working on yourself? You're expecting a lot. Are you your ideal person? Are you the person that you want to meet? Mm-hmm. And in dieting, it's like, I have had so many clients sign up and then just not show up after that. And it's like, okay, but I can't walk around and feed you all day. So you've mm-hmm. got to show up and be consistent. Are you the person? Are you showing up 100% and you expect the diet plan or the program or the thing or the other person to show up 100%? It has to go both ways. Totally. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And one thing I say to people today, not whether you're in a relationship or not, is it's important to date yourself, to spend time mm-hmm. with yourself. Because a lot of people are afraid of that alone time, which is why they so badly want a partner and to be with someone. But if you can't spend time alone and enjoy your own company, how are you going to expect somebody else to enjoy your company? Mm-hmm. You, know, you really need to sit with that discomfort and explore it because that's what's holding you back from and many things in life. So I encourage you to, it's a little complicated with COVID, but <laughs> if you can, you know, find ways to date yourself, even if it's just the coffee shop is open near you and you go by yourself and you journal and just, you're not on your phone, you know, that's an example of rather than going to a restaurant and getting yourself some wine and some food, although that would be nice. I don't know what your situation is with COVID. Unfortunately, it puts a right. little damper on some things. I mean, if you're single, you're likely alone a lot because of everything right now. So, so there's it's a like... difference though, right? So there's <laughs> yeah. being alone and then utilizing that time of mm. being alone, right? So that's an example where I say there were times I'd be in a really, I was either, same thing with your diet, you're either all in or all out, right? Mm. So you're either on a diet or off a diet. And then you just jump to the next diet, not ever questioning and asking, why didn't that first one work for me? Right. And that's the same thing with relationships. I mean, personally, at least I was either all in like hundred percent committed for two to three years at a time and Mm. then like completely turned off to dating. Men are the worst. Yeah. I'm not even interested, but I never did the inner work. So I was alone, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't making use of that alone time. Right. So taking that time in between the diets or the dates to really ask the right questions. So you can make sure that every time you now get into another one, you're at least learning something right? Diets also too are not meant to be forever. What I teach my clients is to create their own personal individualized diet in the sense of this is your diet, the food that you eat every day, not being on a diet because anything that's out there, there's no one size fits all approach, right? And it's the same thing, your relationships, they need to be unique to you and what matters to you and you and your partner together. And you kind of decide what makes us compatible. What do we enjoy? You know, maybe there needs to be some compromise, but not so much sacrifice that is made when it comes to restricting restrictive dieting or some relationships that you end up in and you just find yourself mostly unhappy, but yet you were happy at one point. So you just keep trying to replay the honeymoon phase. Yeah. It's just, you're going to always turn up empty and you're just never going to break that cycle until you start asking the right questions. Right. So fun. I mean, <laughs> the guy who's really good in bed, but sucks everywhere else. Like that's fun for a little bit, but that shit gets mm-hmm. old, right? Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. And so that's the one question I have my clients and, you know, people who read the book. And if you watch the TED talk ask is like, will this last past the honeymoon phase? Yeah. And I give the example, like it's okay to go and have one night stands and have your fun and whatever at the same time it's don't 
get into those and expect them to be a long lasting relationship when you know that this person has brings nothing to the table other than that they're great in bed. Where does it go beyond that? Right. Like low carb diets. Why the hell would you ever want a long-term relationship with a low carb or no carb diet? Like you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Very true. I completely agree. It's good Um, for that initial drop of water. But then after that, it's like, what now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So funny. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I agree with you. You know, your diet is what you eat. It's not necessarily like being on one. And if you can't maintain this diet, then you should be able to eat in a certain way for life. You should be able mm-hmm. to be on a diet, your diet, not mm-hmm. a fad diet for life. And, you know, with tweaks here and there, like, oh, mm-hmm. I need a little bit more carbs for performance here, or I need a little less whatever, you know, for whatever season you're in. And I think the thing I hear so often, and I've gotten into the habit of scrolling on social media. I used to argue with people all day and all night and it just (laughs) took so much energy, but not, yeah, yeah, not worth it. The whole, I need to get back on insert Mm -hmm. here. So I need to get Mm -hmm. back on the keto diet. I need to get back on low carb. I need to get back on the carnivore freaking whatever Mm -hmm. your little plan is. And if you need to get back on something, that means it really didn't work in the first place. You dropping Mm -hmm. 30 pounds is not a diet working. You had the short term Mm -hmm. results and you can't sustain it. So that's not a workable diet because if you gain it all back, then how did it work? Right, right. Just because it's working doesn't mean it works. Right. You know, like, and people get caught in relationships. They keep going back to that guy or to that person or, you know, whoever it was that at one point it was really good. Mm. Like, they keep trying to relive that honeymoon phase, you know, and they blame themselves a lot. But really, it's just that guy wasn't meant for you. Right. Oh, that's so so hard. (laughs) Yeah. That guy wasn't meant for you or that diet wasn't meant for you. But there's a lesson there. And that's the other part that, what is the lesson? Maybe there was parts of, and this is what I do with my clients. So maybe there were parts of that plan that you liked because maybe there was some structure. So what I tell my clients a lot is often, you want structure, but not restriction. Right? Yeah. So there was structure there, but it was also super restrictive. So are there parts of that that you can take in? Maybe you started going grocery shopping more, cooking at home more. Maybe we can implement part of that into your new routine. Maybe you realize that, You can't go completely no carb, but maybe if you have a little bit of carbs at each meal, it actually helps you then from over consuming those more refined sugars or the more starchy carbs that maybe you're not super active, so you don't really need, right? So it's just being able to check in. How did you feel, you know, on that diet? Did you feel like you were in charge of your food? And maybe that's the feeling you're trying to achieve. And can we get that feeling in another way? Or is that literally the only way? And the chances are it's not. And a lot of times too, like after heartbreak, you kind of think about like, I'm never going to find someone to love me like that again, or I'm never going to find a partner again. You get really, really kind of depressed and beat down, but you just got to pick back up. But you have to then realize like, how did you get there in the first place? And what can you do differently going forward? So you don't end up with the same, the ending of that story keeps looking the same. Why does it keep looking the same? What do you need to do differently? Yeah. I feel like people don't want sustainability. If it's super painful, if I can promise you super fast results, three Mm -hmm. days, 10 days, 10 pounds in 10 days, whatever, lose 10 pounds fast. If I can promise you super quick results and it's going to be horrible, it's going to be painful. You're going to hate it. It's going to suck, but it's short term. So it'll be fine. People are like, yes, and they can do it. 
they can do it. But when you're like, yeah, you know, it's about how you feel and taking the da, 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 integrating yeah. this and consistency. People are like, nope, I don't want it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the unfortunate thing because anything you do temporarily is only going to produce temporary results. Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to your health, I don't want to be healthy just for a week or a month or even a year. Like I want to be healthy for a lifetime, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of parallels, not even just in relationships and dieting and health, but also in finances. And it's really hard to just win the lottery, right? But what I'm saying is a lot of people win the lottery and a lot of people don't learn to manage their money mm. and they lose millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they're like, how? How did that happen? Where did it go? <laughs> so you never learned how to manage it and how to keep it. There are some people making half the amount of money as quote unquote rich people that are making above average. Those people can keep on their money. So really the rich person is the person making an average sort of income and learns how to save their money. Yeah. Right. So when it comes to weight loss, everybody wants to lose weight really quickly, but the real healthy person is the person who is managing and maintaining their weight. And if they were started at a very overweight place and they start to lose some and it happens a little bit slower, they're going to be a lot healthier than that person that yo-yo diets. It goes dramatically up and down, up and down and up and down. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like a big pendulum switch too. I think when you get into being consistent and really being dedicated on it, there's like where you're all the way on one side and then it becomes like an obsession kind of type thing because there's like this fear there that if you're not crazy obsessed you'll go right back to where you used to be. Yeah. And that's a very valid point. Um, And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, struggle with that. It's either they're all in or all out. And sometimes too, it it can become very obsessive. And I'd be lying if I told you it didn't get to that place for me at some point before I found balance. So I think it's just part of the process. So my job is, that's where I'm a little bit different in my approach with nutrition. Like as much as I would want to be that protective parent that's like, don't date that guy or like, yeah. don't do that fad <laughs> diet, whatever. You need to do what you need to do to get the lesson that you need to get, right? So if you're going to try, if you're going to date that guy or try this diet when, you know, everyone's probably telling you like, eh, probably not the best idea, but you're <laughs> going to do it anyway, then at least learn from it, right? right? At least pay attention. Most of people are just like going through the motions, right? Pay attention. How does it make you feel? Why does it make you feel that way? Mm. You know, is there another way to get this same feeling if it's a good feeling? Or is there another way to do things to get the same result if it's not feeling great? Right. You know, those are the sort of things that I want people to pay attention to. Because honestly, at the end of the day, the other thing that I truly believe is that everyone is unique and they have their own superpowers, their own amazing qualities they can bring to this world. And all I can really do is help guide them there. But it really is up to them to like pull it out and understand. And that's why this process with your nutrition is just really a metaphor to what we need to do in every aspect of our life, which is just pay attention. How does this food or how does this person or how does this experience make me feel and why? And what do I do to repeat that to get the same outcome? Or what do I need to change so I get a different outcome? That's what I want people to learn from the book and then every podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> <laughs> Basically every word that comes out yeah. of my mouth. <laughs> it's like there's just so much more to life. I feel like life is just 
if people stopped obsessing over Mm. what they were eating and obsessing about needing to find love or just all these external things, the sooner they could just get to this place where they find peace within themselves. They'll just realize life is just really meant to be enjoyed and to help people. That's what it's all about. I so agree. Get through the crap so you can help other people through theirs. Exactly. (laughs) I so agree that I just spent the last year really working on myself and getting certified to help other people in that space because we always are reaching for the external. We always are like, what will make me feel better? Whether it be a man or a person or a diet or losing weight, but then also people pleasing and perfectionism and achieving, you know, there's all these external things. And until you can cultivate that in yourself, that's why I'm so obsessed with self-love because it is so important and it's such a buzzword these days that people are just like, love yourself, self-care, bubble bath. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not what it is. And it's about really cultivating that internal love so that you don't have to go to all these different points, you know, to get it, which Mm -hmm. is what we all do (laughs) at some point or another. I love what you're saying. The whole dating thing is really blowing my mind because all this stuff keeps popping up. But I always tell people, you know, if you're in a relationship, like a new relationship, and you're having problems three months in or before that six month mark, you should be blissfully unaware of the other person's faults for like six months. Everything should just be so awesome. And then six months in, maybe you start to kind of be like, all right the mask is falling or we're being more ourselves. And so we have some things to not necessarily work through in a big, big way, but more of let's make little tweaks here and there. Or maybe I should see my friends and I've spent too much time, you know, (laughs) shit like that. And it's so true for dieting because if you hit that three month mark and you're friggin' miserable or you're already falling off the plan, then it's really time to reassess. And is this the right relationship? Is this the Mm -hmm. right diet for me? Mm Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So good. What's your book called? Right now it's called Once Upon a Diet, but it might change. I like that though. That was the name of the TED Talk too. So I want it to be the same as the TED Talk or if I want it to, you know, be different. But by the way, writing a book is really hard. Uh, (laughs) I I know. I've written one. You have. What's your book called? Okay. Anyone who is listening to this, please do not judge me. Um, So my first book was a memoir and it was called Unfaithfully Yours, Confessions of a Cheating Bitch. (laughs) Wow. Wait, we should go there. Can we go there? Can we talk about why people cheat? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. like cheating on your diet. Yeah. You're obviously not happy. Exactly. And it might not be a reflection. It might be an internal reflection. It could be a reflection on somebody else, but there's just something there that clearly isn't working. Exactly. So where people think of they should have a cheat day or a cheat meal. Mm, Yeah. Now I'm against cheating in general, but like (laughs) (laughs) against cheat meals and cheat days, because if you need to cheat on your diet, if you need to cheat on a person, like, yeah. And then it's also also insinuating that food is either good or bad, which is nutrition 101 is, which I teach people is the second you give food, autonomy and power over you and you believe it to be good or bad and then you start to feel good or bad for eating something it is just like a deadly just it's not going to be helpful for you at all so we need to make all foods neutral and there's no food that's good or bad it's just a matter of there's certain foods that when you have more of them you feel Mm. more energized and you feel your best and you want to feel that way so you choose to eat certain foods in certain quantities in different varieties and portions and combinations that you figured out is helps you feel your best and so you don't 
not have those foods that you maybe would have considered quote unquote bad, but you just learn to have them in a way that makes sense for you. That brings joy to you in moments, but not in episodes and days and months and weeks. And it's not in an excessive amount where you now don't feel energized and confident and clear. Right. Right. So there's such a like restrict, 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 restrict and go crazy, eat all the food, cheat, cheat, cheat. And then like, oh, now I'm back. And it's like, you just blew out your cow. Like if you just integrated those things that you consider bad into your everyday diet, even if it's every single day, just one thing that Mm -hmm. you would Mm -hmm. otherwise not eat on a more restrictive diet, then you wouldn't need to do that. You wouldn't throw yourself into a surplus. You wouldn't make your body feel like absolute garbage because it Mm -hmm. will usually when you, Mm -hmm. it's a big you know Mm -hmm. so not having the need to cheat is so big so huge and yeah it it exemplifies and shows that you're content yeah right if you're looking elsewhere you're obviously not getting that and it could be an internal thing or a partner thing or whatever but if you're looking elsewhere you're clearly not getting something that you want exactly so whether you feel like you can't communicate that you want something or you feel like you can't do it, then you go and you cheat, right? Yeah. And then you feel guilt and shame because <laughs> it's rather than just communicating our needs. <laughs> right. Which is so funny to me that I'm such an honest, upfront person. And so like, it's so insane to me that people will go years without having said, just said their feelings, how they feel about something. And they just... But that's are- what I noticed in the reason why I kept ending up in these relationships for like two to three years on end. And then finally mm-hmm. realizing like this person was never for me, but you know, it all all stems back to childhood and how you grew up. And I just never felt like I, the short version of my childhood was I struggled with my body image and my confidence and my relationship with food. But I lived with my sister who I love, who's my best friend now, but growing up, she struggled with her mental health a lot. Mm. There was just so much chaos and so much of the whole family unit was about getting her help and helping her. And so what happened with my needs is I just never felt like I had the room to share Mm. or that I had problems, but her problems were bigger. Like I mattered, but not as much. Right. So I never felt like I could really communicate what it is that I wanted or I needed because it almost like wouldn't have been heard. It would have fallen off deaf ears. Yeah. So I took that into my adulthood and I would get into relationships where things would kind of bother me, but I wouldn't say anything. Right. Or to get a gut feeling, but I'd be Mm. afraid that meant that maybe this person was going to leave me or that it would make them angry or upset. And like, that's the thing. If you can't communicate your feelings and your needs because you're afraid that the person's going to get angry or they're not going to care. Like that's that's a problem. That's a problem. Right. But part of it probably was the person I was in a relationship with, but I had to also take a big look in myself Mm. and realize like, well, how can someone change if you're not communicating with them? And I I think do do that though. They'll be like a little bit passive aggressive. They don't really always communicate fully what they want and need. And I really have learned, I think it's a combination. I would say I'm in a very healthy and happy relationship now. And I think it's a combination of one, me doing the internal work, recognizing through, you know, working with a therapist that, I needed to set boundaries and communicate better. And I definitely did that. And then I also think just my partner, it's in his character to just be a great listener and super, you know, so it's two ways. It goes two ways. One person can't carry the whole thing, but we also need to take a deeper look within ourselves and kind of see, is there something that I can be doing better? Which was to your point, you said about something a little bit 
earlier. It's true. We have to figure out like, am I bringing everything I need to, to the table? Yeah. Am I being a great partner, like the partner I want? Or am I showing up consistently with this diet? Like, am I doing my part in it? Because it's not the diet always. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. With even with my husband, when the whole communication thing is I'm just like a big, big communicator. And I just told him, listen, do not be worried about hurting my feelings. You might hurt my feelings. And that's, okay. and that's yeah. And that's like, the part that I had a hard time with is yeah. recognizing that. Okay. So that's what my therapist would say to me. He's like, okay, he might be upset or you might hurt his feelings yeah. or you might not get the reaction that you want, but how is it going to feel if you just stay quiet? Yeah. Yeah. Or when people say, I didn't tell you about this because I didn't want you to worry. And it's like, you don't get to decide whether or not a person who cares about you Mm -hmm. worries or not. Mm -hmm. Like you have an obligation to a relationship to be open and communicative and to share things, especially, I mean, if you want a good friendship, relationship, whatever, tell people, let them worry. It's up to them whether or not they worry about you, or it's Mm -hmm. up to them, you know, whether or not their feelings get hurt. And it's, totally different thing when you are intentionally hurting someone's feelings yeah you're like I said this to hurt you yeah you don't tolerate that that's That's totally different I love it so fun I am like super excited for your book I love that I watched your TED talk loved it so amazing we like to end on a quote so is there a quote that you know it's yours or maybe like something you live by or even recently has just been like hitting for you that you can share with us so many quotes. I feel like my whole journey becoming where I was, where I struggled to where I am, like quotes literally saved my life. God, I want to give you a good one. (laughs) So, you know, I've shared this before on others, but I'll share it here, which is you being you is your superpower. Don't ever feel like you need to change or be someone else or try to copycat someone else. Like you being you is truly what makes you special. So just find those parts of you, even the imperfect parts, because those are the parts that make you who you are, you know, and just embrace all of that and just know that there's something special in you that you can bring to the world, you can bring to the table and somebody needs it. So you have your responsibility to do that. (laughs) I love that so much. Yes, 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 yes. Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at tips underscore with underscore Tony. It's Tony with an I. I also have my own podcast, the Tips of Tony podcast. On my website, you can find everything about working with me to my courses. You can sign up for a free webinar. There's just a ton of stuff. So that's at www.tipsitony.com. Tips of Tony's been around for, you started in college. So I love it. Blog has been around for like 10 plus years. But Evolution. It's, yeah, it's, it's been around. You Google Tips of Tony, lots of stuff is going to pop out. Perfect. Thank you um, so much for coming on here today, taking the time with us. We appreciate you. And thank your you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time.